values in the kingdom of God. And our first value is to please God. That's first and foremost of any value system that we have. And so we want to live by faith. You know, the Bible says that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And wicked ways, it didn't say their sins or their transgressions or their iniquities. It said their wicked ways. And it's that the church and believers, as well as Israel back then, would separate themselves from the ways of God and would establish their own ways. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. So he became his own God, his own Lord, his own government. And when God says that we are to turn from our wicked ways, we are to turn from everything that is not the way of righteousness. And if we will incorporate living by faith, we'll incorporate the life of obedience, the life of submission, the life of sacrifice, the life of surrender, then God will visit our land. But he's, he's not talking about just repent of your sins. Because if you don't correct your ways, all you do is perpetuate sin. Amen? Uh, and then the next thing is that we value our relationships. We value our families, our families and uh, our spouses, as well as our relationships or our friendships. And that has to do with the body of Christ, and it has to do with our uh, friendships or influences outside of the church. And uh, those are all based and should be governed by faith. And so we are, this year, we're pushing towards strong commitments to family and to relationships and to spouses. And uh, the third thing that we uh, are focusing on this year is the year that we become known or entitled as, identified as, rescuers. And, uh, you know, we are people that are rescuers. We rescue people from the power of the devil which is sin. Sin gives the devil power. Jesus come to destroy him, uh, Hebrews 2, 13, 14, and 15, and he did it by destroying him that had the power of death through sin. So those are the things that uh, are values in our congregation. Our purpose is that we are to be relentless. Somebody say relentless. relentless. We are relentless upward so that God can do a transformation inward so that we can be empowered to reach outward. And that means that every worship service, every time that we come together, that we don't come together to get something. You know, it, it, it was amazing that Jesus said these words, you don't follow me for the miracles. You follow me for the bread. And Christians should not have to become dragging in every Sunday morning to get something from God. I don't know what we think, but I, I, I'm blessed going in and going out. Amen. Amen. And, and I don't have to come begging. I don't have to come borrowing. And I don't have to come sliding in like a rolled over worm because that's not who I am. Right. Amen. And so when I come here, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. And so we come with a relentless passion to cut, touch God with our worship. Well, I need a touch from God. 
said the man that said, I'll follow you for bread. No, we are not constantly on the verge of death having to live off of a lifeline that we have to go from one service to the next service to stay saved. Come on, we are believers. Amen. And we are the people of God, the children of God, and you're no more saved today than you're going to be 10 years from now. You're working on it, but you are saved. You are a child of God. Amen. And so we come in and we have a relentless passion. That means that we come with a focus to touch God on any given service. I forgot about Friday night, 7 o'clock, there is a worship service from the ages of 18 up to 38. Oh, you did it last week. Hey, I'm glad. It was on my announcement. I was supposed to. Prayer. Oh, prayer is to, oh, at 9 o'clock this Friday night. Oh, okay. All right. So, thank you, fellas. And uh, you get on my books. Hallelujah. And uh, so, we want to be relentless when we come in so that God can transform us. You know, if we come in and we worship God and he accepts, we accept his invitation that he'll inhabit the praises of his people and we full-heartedly as a congregation come to worship God, then you know what? You get touched inwardly. You would be surprised what God does if you'll simply focus on him. Amen. And so then God touches us inward and then we're able to go outward. You cannot keep a woman filled with information quiet. Therefore, you can't keep a believer touched by God silent. Amen. That's right. Amen. You're right. You shouldn't be able to. Praise God. Now, you told me about a, a, a little boy that's in our church. <clears throat> uh, he really doesn't see his father. He's being raised by his grandmother. And so he doesn't have a father figure in his life. No, he doesn't. But, uh, so tell me that story. Well, I was over here. Uh, I don't remember <coughs> if Pastor was here. No, I think. Yeah, I was here. Well, you were here? And uh, anyway, we were praying for everybody. He just said, grab somebody's hands and, you know, and pray for everybody. So the Flegels come up and the two boys. And so I was asking them what they wanted me to pray about and this and that. And uh, all of a sudden... This little boy that comes up and dances up here, uh, he come up and he just stood by, you know, <coughs> stood Excuse there. Me. So while I was talking to these guys, I just pulled him up to me, just pulled him up to me and was loving on him. And uh, so then I, I prayed for those guys and he, uh, probably he let me love on him maybe two minutes, if that. And then he just ran and he took off running back to his grandma. And she came up to me afterwards, and she said, Pastor Phyllis, I got to tell you this. Well, I was headed for an appointment, so I was in a hurry, so I only got like probably half of it. But she said, he comes back, and he says, uh, I don't know why he calls her grandma or whatever, and he said, something happened to me up there. And she said, oh, she was worried, you know, <laughs> kind of concerned. She said, what happened to you up there? He said, no, no, Grandma, I'm telling you, something happened to me up there. She said, well, okay, tell me. Tell me what it is. What was it? What happened? He said, I don't know. Something in here. 
something in here, Grandma. I feel loved. And I, oh, it just broke my heart. And, and that, that should be one of the things of, uh, of Christianity. Yeah. You know, the Christian, the, you know, we are so good about talking about love. I know. But we are very bad in expressing it. Exactly. To our family and to the world. Yeah. Uh, the cross looks entirely different to the world than it does to the church. Love looks entirely different to the world after it's filtered through us than it does from God to us uh, because it's got so many lumps and bumps in it that it just doesn't flow very right. well. Right. And uh, so the world really doesn't get a true representation of Jesus in us. And uh, that has got to change. The church has got to change its power of fear, criticism, condemnation, whatever you want to call it, that we put the world outside and cause us to be an inclusive crowd on the inside. The world never, God never ever makes a difference in who gets to receive love. In fact, we are to receive love. That If you can't love those whom you have seen, how are you really declaring your love of God and how does it abide in you if you can't give it away? <clears throat> so, some, some of those things. And then, we've got uh, changes taking place this next year. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do some different things. Uh, where's Kylan at? Hey, come on up here, Kylan. Kylan uh, is the author of this, so if it blows up and you don't like it, don't use my email. Just use Kylan. <laughs> And uh, down here. Is that all right? what do you got, uh, Kylan? Well, we want to talk about one change that's coming up uh, that we are calling Messy Sunday. So turn to your neighbor and say Messy Sunday. Let them, let them know Messy Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> messy Sunday is. That's right. And it's yep. exactly why we're calling it Messy Sunday. Messy Sundays are going to be family praise and worship rethought and reimagined. Family praise and worship have sort of run their course with us. They, they fulfilled their purpose, and we're, we're reimagining and rethinking it. And what Messy Sundays are, are they're going to be the fifth Sundays of the year, which there are four of those, the first, which is March 31st, the last Sunday of next month. So every fifth Sunday of the year, we're going to have right here in the main house what we call Messy Sunday. And where they're going to differ from family praise and worship is slam age on up is going to stay in here for the service. So you can already see why we're calling it Messy Sunday. And we know it's kind of like this. You have Thanksgiving dinner, and, and a lot of times you have the big people table, and you got the, the little, and they, they keep the little kids away, so the, the squirming and the mess and the talking and the flinging of the food and all that that happens is away from the adults. And we do church like that mostly here. Children and youth are almost always separate. We're specialized, but... We want to be, as much as possible, a multi-generational church. And the only way that happens is we come together and learn from one another. Amen. So Messy Sundays is the Thanksgiving dinner where everybody's seated at the same table. That's what it's about. So kids can be sitting with mom and dad. We're, we're going to let kids sit down front, have the teens sit down front. It's going to be, we know they're going to be fidgety, have to go to the bathroom, maybe a little, little talking and whatnot. But we want to come together. And those Sundays, the, the worship, 
the message, the illustration is going to be built around the fact that all those ages are in here together at the same time. That's what Messy Sunday is about. Um, now, having said that, family praise and worship two Sundays ago was the last family praise and worship, for at least for now anyways, mm-hmm. okay? We're going to give these Messy Sundays a go in March, and we're going to see how they go. Now, it's only four times a year, but understand there's other things we're going to be incorporating with that. Like, for instance, if you notice the young people are out with us tonight, we're going to do something a little later that incorporates them. So we're going to be doing some different things, but we want to. How many times uh, are we going to do this? Uh, this, this is quarterly right out. here. We're quarterly. Quarterly. And what's going to happen tonight is about 8 o'clock or whenever we finish up, we're going to spend some time in corporate prayer, but we're going to integrate the youth with us in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're quarterly. The pastors on a Wednesday night are going to be back with the youth and doing service with them. So there's different things that we're going to be doing that we haven't done in the past. Now, if you're here, you don't have kids, and your grandkids don't come here, you are vitally important on messy Sundays because we have a whole host of students that come here that their parents don't come to this church. Yeah. So we integrate and do stuff. We need all hands on deck. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a parent of a handful of kids, you're going, yes, it's going to be messy Sunday, but that's the point. Yeah. It, you know, I, I, I'm a person of structure and order. If you know me, I'm, I'm a structure kind of person, but I was a youth pastor for 20 years. It works. When you bring together and you, you want to teach and leave a legacy and help raise up, that's what the church should be, and that's what Messy Sundays are all about. So our theme this year on Messy Sundays is bringing back the family. So on all those Sundays, that's what we're going to be talking about. That's what the message is going to be geared towards, everything that we do. So that's what's coming up March 31st. So March the 10th after church. There's going to be a parent meeting right in here. Just because a lot of people aren't here tonight, but we're going to re-explain it, take some questions and whatnot. So, but March the 10th, parent meeting right after church, talk about it a little more. But it's not a big deal. It's just we're going to do it, and it's going to be a very good time. And, in fact, uh, since you are very ordered, uh, you have had um, Eric and I talked. Uh, we were approached by a pastor of one of the largest uh, churches in the world, and... Uh, they're getting ready, having plans in 2020, I think 2021 or 22, to uh, be building their uh, sanctuary that'll see the, is it 150,000? 150,000. And uh, they said, who do you know that uh, can build a teen center? I said, well, a teen church. I said, well, I said, he won't preach like a Ugandan, I said, but he is the best structured, formulated, laying out the way that it is. And he said, that's who we want. I said, okay, then we'll see if we can't make plans to send Kylan Boozer over here for a couple of uh, weeks. So Kylan will be over there teaching their kids, and uh, Randy will be going back over to, uh, you know, uh, finalize and straighten up some of their children's church. And a lot of people don't realize when we go to these crusades that we go into these huge uh, churches. Uh, and, uh, you know, but they don't have anything like we have. So Randy's been working probably for a couple years uh, with these, and he has strings going out to all these churches where he's teaching them, giving them lessons for their Sunday mornings, telling them, set that person down and tell them to stop it, get rid of that person. I mean, he's like an um, international uh, children's pastor. So, uh, but, uh, you know, that's 
what we've raised up and that's what we have. But so did you tell your wife you may be gone? Not yet. Oh. Well, you told me this morning. I haven't seen her today, so. Well, Lord, that me. means I told you this morning you should have been packed by noon. Uh, Lord, mercy, you guys. Hallelujah. Can't get anything done. Hallelujah. All right. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> and then you're going to see uh, some changes on the stage. We're going to change our stage. And some people say, oh, my gosh, it looks so beautiful. Well, that's great. But how many of you ever remodeled your kitchen? Not that it needed it. You got tired of it. And it served its purpose. Well, we're going to remodel our kitchen. And, uh, you know, so, uh, and the reason that we're doing it is it just needs remodeled. You know, you know, every look, every look has uh, to do with the generation. And, and we're glad that our stage has done that. And we're going to be making some new changes. Uh, where's the money going to come? To? Don't well, worry. It'll be there. It's like this. Let me explain it. And just the meal doesn't much. change. The kitchen cabinets. Well, do. no, it's like us ladies. Now, you guys can all relate to this. I don't know about the men. But us ladies, if we keep wearing the hairstyle, which we have for years after years after years, what do we get? Outdated. So, same thing with our men stage. Don't get out no, they don't get outdated. They your, go bald. But your, clo <laughs> your clothes, if you, start, if you keep wearing the same clothes over and over and over and over, they're outdated. So, really, nobody kind of wants to fellowship with you. I mean... Seriously, this is what happens in the world. You remember? Doesn't we had, happen in the we had a friend, and uh, we, called her, she, we called her, she was stuck in a time warp. Remember? Yes. She was stuck in a time warp. Yeah. I mean, tell you, the woman was 1969. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she looked like 1969. Her hairdo was 1969. She talked like 1969. <laughs> she had no friends. We were only friends. But so we're going to update the yep. look of the stage, and, and I, I don't know if you'll like it. I don't know if you won't like it. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to find something, hopefully, that will be uh, pleasing to everyone, you know. But yep. it is going to be updated, and, you know, and you know what? About, I forget how many years ago, or well, it wasn't even <clears throat> years. I think it was only maybe last year. Someone reminded me that you were teaching on on, you said, there's going to be people coming in this church with sure. tattoos all over their body. Yeah. They're going to be coming in with red, orange, and green hair. They're yeah. going to be coming in with this and this and this. But you know what? We're just going to love them. That's right. And so we're going to change the stage to, to fit some different things. And to, we'll say, women, to update our hairstyle and update our yeah. clothes. And it will look good. It will. It will look good. Amen. But you just might have to get a little used to it. Yeah. And, uh, and love us through it. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you just got to accept sometimes family does things that people don't like. A fellow told me, she said, I'm building this house. This is the colors. I said, are you sure? Yeah, he did. He she did. said, trust me. I said, okay. Yep. And uh, so I trusted her. And you love it, don't you? Yep. And, uh, I, had a, I had an IT guy to come to my house. And he was working on some equipment, and he said, why is it so peaceful in here? He said, I've never been in a house that's so peaceful. 
I said, well, my husband's gone. No, <laughs> I teased it. I didn't say that. No, I just, I think it's the colors. And, and God, of course. But I think it's the colors. You know, it just made a peaceful yep. Amen. thing. And uh, then uh, we're going to uh, talk about Uganda. Come on up here, Eric. And uh, you know that, well, Eric will talk oh, to you. Oh, he's got one. All right. Uh, he's going to talk to you about Uganda. We got some footage that we'll show, we'll show you Sunday uh, out of that. This was our first meeting in Uganda. Of crusade. Yeah, yeah crusade. Outside of Kampala. Yes. Right. And, uh, and this was where the pastor uh, invited us. He, he like first or second largest church in, in that whole country. He's the first. And uh, so, uh, but he asked us when they had that 80,000 pastors come together right. to win their nation back for Christ, that uh, they came together into a covenant agreement that they would do whatever it took to get Uganda saved. saved. Amen. And uh, he uh, then approached us and asked us if we would come and be uh, the main speaker for the crusade. Right. We told him that we would. Right. Amen. And uh, so we just had our first one. Just had our first one. Uh, we, we came back from Arua. Arua is in the northwestern uh, part of Uganda. It borders Congo, Sudan. A lot of refugees in the area. Very strong population of Muslims as well. Um, over half the city is Muslim. So doing a Christian crusade obviously was a, was a big uh, uh, icebreaker, so to speak. We had over 200,000 people come out. We estimate over 50,000 people came to Christ in, those, in that crusade. Uh, many that were Muslims. We uh, took the services around the entire nation via te television, live television as well. And um, we just had an amazing impact. Great miracles took place. We had deliverance service where... Uh, literally, people were, were being, demons were being cast out, devils being cast out. Um, had a great session, pastor to session with the pastors, leaders from Arua. But this is one, just one of uh, 14, crusade, 14 crusades that are taking place in Uganda. Um, to go to Uganda, obviously, to do crusade of that magnitude, pastor, as you know, costs literally hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, of which we don't have to pay. Yeah. Uh, the great news is that. The pastor uh, who's, who, who's seen Pastor Dosek minister loved the miracles, loved the miracle mantle God's placed on him. So that all we have to do is we have to cover our expenses getting there. We have to cover our flights, our hotels, meals, that kind of thing. But Pastor Jackson himself is covering for the crusade itself. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I want to share, which I think is great news for everybody here, obviously everyone knows about Only Believe Ministries, or of course our church, and everyone I think most of us here know about Peter Dosek Ministries or what we call PDM. Uh, PDM is self-sufficient. Uh, us going to Uganda, into Brazil, into Mexico, into uh, Philippines, all these countries where we're going, we're going to be going to, are being are coming out of the PDM budget. They're not coming from the church itself. They're coming from Peter Dosing Ministries. It, it doesn't come from there. Correct. We're, we're glad for all the partners here. Right. But it does not come from one dime. From the church budget. Only believe ministries. Correct. 
it, but, it just doesn't. So the, you know, sometimes people say, well, you did this or that. No, no, not one dime comes from this congregation. Right. This congregation money stands right here. But many, many in this building are partners of yes, Peter Dosing Ministries. Yeah. Right. Um, and we thank you very much for what you're doing yeah. because yeah. without your support yeah. and your giving into yeah. Peter Dosing Ministries, we couldn't do what we're yeah. doing. So, yeah, you know, in the last decade, just to give you some updated numbers, we're very close now to seeing over 3 million people who have come to Christ in the last 10 years. And that's just face-to-face -face pastor preaching, which is Phenomenal. We've ministered over 55,000 pastors in that same period of time, putting that miracle mantle on them. Now, think about just the multiplication factor of 55,000 pastors around the world preaching and teaching the miraculous, seeing the gifts of the Spirit evident in their churches, how that's radically transforming this entire world for Christ. We have seen over 250,000 children reached and touched in children's crusades. Uh, we have dug, I and think... That's, that's covered by out of PDL. That's correct. Yeah, when we yeah. send Pastor Randy with us around the world, again, Peter Dosi Ministries covers those expenses uh, as yeah. well. Uh, everything we're talking about. We have yeah. dug, I think, close to 13 water, water wells, clean drinking water wells all around the world. Again, coming through Peter Dosi Ministries to cover those expenses. Many of these wells are, are supplying clean drinking water for the first time to sometimes as many as 10,000 people on a daily yeah. basis. So think about this. Most people in Africa, which we just cannot concept or even fathom, is they take a, what they would do is take a, a, a plastic bucket, sometimes a five-gallon bucket, sometimes a gallon jug. They go to a river that's sometimes about two miles away. They walk there. They get their uh, water out of a dirty river full of feces and amoebas and contaminants that we just wouldn't want to talk about right now. And we're, we're talking about three-, four-year-old kids. They're just standing back in line till everybody else gets there. Then they get theirs late in the afternoon, and they walk home. And literally, they will walk home, and that's what they eat. That's what they drink with. So, and, they, and when pastors praying for people, there's so many people they pray for say, my stomach hurts. The reason why their stomach hurts is what they're drinking. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we've been able to supply clean drinking water wells for about, I think, 13 different uh, locations around the world. Um, we've helped build three different orphanages as well at the same period of time. So we're doing all we can with every dollar that comes into Peter Dosik Ministries to win as many people for Christ. And what's unique about this year, I believe Only Believe Ministries and Peter Dosik Ministry Partners, we're going to producing, we're in the midst of church history right now. Yep. Pastor has the opportunity this year in 2019 to stand before probably close to 10 million people face-to-face -face and preach the gospel to. I can only think of a few people in the entire world who's had that opportunity. So it's, a, it's amazing, you know, the favor God's given us. And we believe this year we're going to see a million people come to Christ through his crusades. And um, pastors adamant about not missing many services. Uh, we've had to miss, uh, you know, a few Sundays here and there because of crusades of this nature. So what we want to say is thank you for allowing us to go. I heard that yep. Pastor Tim did a phenomenal job on Sunday. Yeah. And, and so we're, we're, we're going to fill the pulpit with quality speakers to take care of our congregation, which is our, first, which is our first love. But we're also going to be able to go around the world and pull the nets in. And I am telling you, everybody, someday you're going to stand before, in, in heaven in front of millions of people. They're going to say thank you. And you're going to wonder, what did I do? What, what are you talking about? Well, you sent Pastor Dosik over to my nation. And that, in that crusade, I received Christ as my Savior. That's added to your account. So every time we go out of this building to do something for the kingdom, is being added to your account. So we just want to say thank you for that. Wanted to make sure everyone knew here that uh, 
that every time we go out of this building to do a crusade, it's coming from Peter Dosick Ministries, not from the church. Yep. And we want to thank you, the Peter Dosick partners, oh, who yeah. have been so Absolutely. faithful. There's many here I can look at their faces right now. I'm not going to name you by name. But many of you have given very sacrificially. Yeah. And, again, your labor loves not being unnoticed by God. Thank you so much for what you do. We are doing all we can to make yeah. a difference in the Amen. world, that's for sure. Uh, we, uh, uh, let me see what I was going to say. No, uh, I, no, I was uh, trying to think about uh, when we, uh, in the next month, we had to get Uganda started. And uh, so we uh, are going to miss two more Sundays uh, by the end of March. Right. We're, we'll, we'll miss one. Right. We'll miss one Sunday. One just one day. Just one Sunday. Oh, and then we go to the Philippines. We, we preach Sunday morning, and then we fly out for the Philippines, March yep. 31st, and, uh, after Messy Sunday. But that is not typical of what I do. We try very hard, and we've already talked to them about the schedule so that we can get in there, uh, we can kick the crusade off and uh, get things started, and then we will be able to leave a Friday and then we will be back home Saturday. Right, right. So, so we're not going to miss many Sundays. We won't all. miss the Sundays. But uh, there are two more Sundays. Uh, one's in March, is it? Yeah, the first Sunday, March, we're going to miss because of Kassesi, Uganda. Yep, Kassesi, yeah. And, uh, and then and April 7th, we're going to miss because of Philippines. Yeah. So we go to Kassesi. Kassesi, and Uganda. And we go to yep. Brazil. Uh, no. Uh, we'll go to Cebu City, Philippines. Brussels. Yes, but we're not going to miss a Sunday because yeah, we'll, but we aren't after Brussels, we'll, we'll be back on yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, we're just flying to Brussels. We're doing a three-day crusade there, and we're flying right back. Correct, and uh, correct. So that's one Sunday, and then one uh, in April? Yep, one, and, the first uh, Sunday in March, the first Sunday in April yeah, we're going to miss. Yeah, so those two Sundays, and the reason we had to do this was we had to get these crusades Started, kicking off, kicked off and uh, get them on a schedule so we can you know, kind of control. Right. And uh, right. so, uh, but, so please bear with us. Uh, it's not my desire, and it's typically not what I do in Missing Sundays, but we have lots of great preachers. I know Phyllis is preaching one of them, and uh, Nikki's going to preach one of them. Right, and, right. And uh, so, you know, and you've got Tim, you've got Kyla, and we've got great preachers in the house. We do. And uh, so, uh, you know, just bear with us uh, these you know, this, these next uh, months that I have to in, in April and uh, then this month. I hate to do it, but this is something that, you know, listen, this guy could have had anybody in. Listen, he's had more Cirillo. He, listen, he's got all those guys coming. And believe me, they would come. Uh, Iowa is the same way. You walk right. down Iowa's hallway, anybody that's ever preached any place in the world, I always had them. And if you wanted to go through the Hall of Fame or anything like that, they've been there. But on his 40th anniversary, he, he, said, yeah, he said, I'm, I'm going to have Pastor Dosak come in. And, uh, you know, so we went in and, and we did that. We've seen great, great miracles and great results. And he's got a church that seats 80,000, two services every day and uh, uh, every Sunday. And uh, the Pastor in Kaduna, he's, uh, I mean, in, uh, yeah, Uganda, he's got, uh, he has church every day. Every day. It's been a revival for the last two years. And every night from 
seven, eight o'clock to one, two o'clock in the morning. Or six a.m. on certain, yep. certain days. And, and he, go, yep, and uh, starts six a.m. on Sundays and runs his services. And uh, you know, so these guys are, you know, this is transforming a nation. Amen. I mean, this this has never been done, and uh, certainly no church has ever been invited to do it. Right. Right. And uh, so right. we've been invited as a church to be a part. You bet. Partner of, uh, with them. I mean, we, the, the unique thing about Pastor Jackson Sanyonga, uh, he shared a lot of stuff with us. And, um, you know, he has a vision to raise up 70,000 churches in Uganda in the next five years. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not talking like over a lifetime. We're talking the next five years. Yeah. Um, he's going to launch 1,000 churches. There's 14 <clears throat> provinces in the nation of Uganda. He's going to put 1,000 churches each year in each province for the next five years. Yeah. 70,000 churches will be launched. And we're partnering with him to help him to accomplish that. So that nation, I believe, could be shaken for the gospel in ways that we maybe have never seen before ever in church history. But I also believe it's going to spread yeah. oh, from Uganda too. to bordering nations, yep. touch a continent. Who knows where it goes from there? Lord willing, it gets back to America. Yeah. And we see America right. come to yeah. Christ in ways that uh, we've all been praying for for quite some time. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so it is, it's historical in that we as a church... You bet. get to be a part of you that. Bet. That hasn't been presented to any church or any ministry that I ever know of. No, so, you know, you're right, Pastor. So and again, uh, that's, that's what makes it so exciting yeah. is that we're, we are really involved in church history right now. Those who have studied church history, you know about the Great Awakenings, and you know, we know about the, you know, uh, the Charles Finney's of the day and the D.L. Moody's and things of that nature. Um, but um, you know, what we're going to see happen, I believe, this year, Pastor, yeah. may possibly have never happened before ever in church history. So that's what makes yep. it so exciting. And that's what we want to say thank you. Again, when we have to leave yep. the pulpit on a Sunday, we're going to make sure our first love is always here. You know, pastors always in continued remembrance of this church and our congregation. Uh, we get correspondence back and forth. So even when we're gone for a few days here and there, pastors aware of things taking place in your situations, in your lives. He's praying over them, yep. believing God with them, uniting his faith with you as well. So although we may be 8,000 miles away in a couple of days here and there throughout a month, uh, we never forget about this church, and we want no, to say thank you for again for allowing us to go. Because uh, if you weren't allowing us to go, we just wouldn't see the harvest that God wants us to pull in. Yeah, and uh, this potentially at the cost of these crusades, uh, we're talking five, six, seven million dollars over this year. That's right. Yeah, and uh, which are, we're not paying for, and we're not that paying it could for. Have cost. They yeah. are, yeah, that would have cost us, but they're funding that. Right. And when you see his stage, you'll see that. Yeah, it ain't cheap. He spent 440000 U.S. dollars on his platform in the States. Yeah. 440000 This is Pastor Jackson Sinyonga in, in Uganda. We didn't get him a dollar towards it. He, yeah, he, he raised he the money it. himself. Right. And, and again, um, he will build the, lar the world's largest church. Oh, yeah, he will. 150,000 yep. seats is, is his next goal in the next two years. And while we are doing this, these crusades, um, they're raising up 5 million right. prayer partners to network across Uganda, and uh, they've already started, and they're putting out numbers where people are joining that prayer group, be 5 million prayer partners right. uh, praying for that nation, right. all across the nation. So uh, that's, that's pretty unique Phenomenal. in itself. And uh, so those, those things are happening uh, in Uganda, and uh, the other countries that we go to are still blowing and going. You bet. So we just want to give you an update on what's going on yep. with Peter Rosick Ministries, and Help you understand how much we appreciate the, those that give towards Peter Dosick Ministries in this congregation and those yep. watching uh, via live stream. We want to say thank you. Um, 
again, you're laying up treasures in heaven. And yep. the Bible tells Amen. us he who wins souls is wise. And, uh, again, Pastor and I have committed we want to win as many souls as we possibly can. Yeah. I think we, I think for the last, uh, I don't know, three days, I think we slept about maybe three, three or four hours uh, between our, our departure flying back and getting back here. But um, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's Absolutely. worth the sacrifices we, 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 we we're having to place on our families and ourselves and our church because we see the harvest and yeah. what God's doing. So Amen. we just yeah. want to say thank you for that. Yes, sir. Also, if you don't mind me, Pastor, sharing an update on the heaters. Yeah, um, absolutely. We want to say again, thank you, Only Blue Ministries, for what you've done to help us. Uh, I, Amen. about a month and a half ago, came before you and shared about the situation at our children's church and our nursery. Uh, I just want to say, as of uh, a few days ago, I think the final, final totally was close to a little over $69,000 came in. And Praise we will say God. thank you. Yeah for hearing the need yeah. and answering it. Um, yeah. uh, when I talked to Pastor about it, Nicole and Pastor Phyllis, uh, we just had confidence. We brought to the congregation that the Holy Spirit would touch your hearts about doing something, and we just want to say thank you for doing that. Uh, the heaters are being replaced and fixed as we speak. Uh, we're excited about that being done finally. Yeah. Hallelujah. And uh, that our children, our youth ministries will have uh, sufficient heat, and then when the summertime comes, sufficient cooling as well. Yeah. So we want to say thank you. <laughs> I want to say thank you for uh, being so faithful to giving towards that as well. Amen. And the last thing I wanted to share with you about, uh, everyone that comes to the building, at least through these main doors and through these side doors, uh, you see a small uh, board out in the side doors, and a big board out here in the main sanctuary. It's called our Jubilee Offering. And um, about six years ago, seven years ago roughly, we shared with the congregation about the Jubilee Offering. That's to retire the debt of our building. That's, that's what that's all about. Um, I just want to say thank you uh, once again for, again, Only Blue Ministries. We yeah. don't talk about this very much, but you guys are faithful. Once we share something with you, you hear it, you take it to prayer, and then you start committing. And uh, we've been able to raise quite a significant amount of money, which we're going to share with you in, 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 a, in a Sunday morning service here in the very near future, more of the specifics about the numbers themselves. But the great news is this. We're looking to retire some debt on some bonds that we have right now with Ziegler. And um, the great news is that it's, it's a significant amount of money. And we just want to, you know, let you know that yeah. the, we're going to be changing the board out there to give you a better understanding of what we're raising on a monthly basis. So you're going to see some changes out there as well. So when you see the, uh, the OBM building, you know, the, the, the kind of the stained glass windows kind of filling up, you'll have a better understanding of what we're trying to raise. So uh, for me to explain the bond situation, how to retire the bonds, uh, would take 10, 15 plus minutes, and we just don't have that time right now. But I wanted to just kind of give you a little understanding that um, uh, the Jubilee campaign is working. Uh, for those of you who are giving, we want to say thank you. Our goal was to retire the debt as fast as possible so we have those funds to touch more people in our area for Christ. Um, the church draws from 75 cities and 10 counties, and we have a lot of outreaches to do. Um, but uh, it, the quicker we can retire those, the debt on this building, the quicker we can take those monies and apply towards winning more people and changing more lives. So um, thank you once again for those who are giving towards the Jubilee campaign. And they'll be pleasantly pleased. They will be. They will be. Uh, the numbers are, are, are pretty significant. And the great news is we're going to be retiring this building debt a lot sooner than uh, Ziegler ever imagined. Yep. And uh, the... Uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, what was I going to say? Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, well, no, I wasn't talking about debt. Why didn't I? I was trying to jot your memory. Okay, Phyllis. <laughs> no, uh, let me see. We, uh, 
did the Jubilee. So we'll be revealing that uh, to them. Oh, we're going to do it on a Sunday when we have some time yeah, after service. When we have, yeah. Kind of give you a better update for those that want to stay. We'll give you more that specifics on numbers. That comes from the good stewardship kind of just of, of what takes place and Correct. all that kind of stuff. Correct. And uh, so let me see. Anything else that we got going on here? Well, whole bunch, Pastor, but I think we're going to take some time now. It's almost 8 o'clock. We want to kind of give the congregation some time to begin to pray and unite our faith to yeah, we're, yeah. start speaking uh, to God about these things. Yeah, so, uh, all right, we'll do that. Uh, let me see. Anybody have any questions about what we talked about? Yes. Yeah. Redoing the, will we will we still come in here? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're just redoing the. Yeah, we're just going to do like the back and all that. Yeah, just the backdrop. And uh, so, yeah, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Pastor, I, I'm not sure that everybody realizes that you don't send the PDM envelopes out anymore. Um, so there has to be other ways. Maybe you could get out for people to give. I mean, I, I came and asked somebody on staff about it, and I just gave it with my regular offering and marked it at the bottom. But since they don't send it out by mail anymore, some people might not realize that there's other ways to give it. Here's, here's what we're doing with that, Mark. Uh, the globe that comes out here every Sunday uh, is, is, is being designated towards Peter Dosick Ministry. So for those unless, of you that see, Unless we tell them. Unless pastors designates to, for something right. different. That's correct. Uh, but typically, if it's not designated, it will go towards Periodosic Ministries. So for those of you that want to give towards Periodosic Ministries, as you typically do, just give it the globe on a Sunday morning. Uh, we'll have some envelopes out in the Welcome Center. Uh, but what we did, Mark, was this. Uh, we decided to change mailing the newsletter out to people because it was costing us literally thousands of dollars by the time we printed the, the newsletters, by the time we put postage on it, that kind of thing. And the day and age we're living right now, electronic is just the way to go. It's saving us literally thousands of dollars on a monthly basis. So um, what, uh, what we were doing is putting the newsletter in there with an the envelope, and that's, Mark's, what's, that's what Mark's is, is, is sharing, is that you could take that envelope, then, of course, put a stamp on it or just take it to the church and drop it in the offering bucket. But you can take a, just a general offering envelope if you like to. Just mark it Peter Dosing <coughs> Ministries or PDM, and Nicole and the financial department will make sure it's being designated just for that. So, uh, but if you need some envelopes, we're going to make sure we're going to have some out there in the Welcome Center here in the very near future. Uh, we'll also make sure we're going to try to put some maybe in the, even in the pews as well, make it more simplistic for everybody. But uh, that's, that's the purpose behind it, um, to save some money. And then uh, also, Eric, uh, the uh, missions also out of Peter Dosick Ministries comes uh, wells and the orphanages and stuff like that. So it's still going to missions. It's not just going to PDM. It's that, you know, PDM does missions out of PDM. Absolutely. You, you, you have to, I have to tell you a little bit about Eric and I's relationship because we have a love-hate relationship when it comes to this because Eric tries to squeeze every single dime out of me for missions and I try to squeeze every single dime out of him for the local church. And so when I told him how much he was spending on a monthly mailer and that he could double what he was making. This number went from, I'm just gonna reveal it to you. It was $12,000.
is what I was willing to, or $24,000 is what I was willing to give him for missions. But he realized he was spending another $24,000 a year to send out a piece of paper with an envelope. He said, you know what? I can stop sending that out and save the $24,000, but you're going to give me every dollar. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so he squeezed it out of me, but in return, you're going to be going to electronic paper through your email reminding you of the things that Peter Dosick Ministry is doing because it is so costly to mail that even though you do bulk mailing even though we did it the cheapest we could it was still yeah. very costly in a year so if we could use $24,000 to win souls Amen. versus $24,000 yeah. to hit your trash can yeah I think we're choosing souls yeah. hey we, we have another question yeah. back here absolutely yeah I just want to know if you're still going to keep that big cross because that's my favorite contact you got. She wants to know if you're going to keep the big cross. Yes, oh, yeah, I like are. the cross. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah, I like, that's my cross. Hallelujah. So, okay. yes. Anyone uh, else? Uh, and then uh, one thing I probably ought to tell you is that uh, television, as uh, you know it, is going to, me being on television, uh, on Sunday mornings is going to end. I decided to uh, end it. Um, typically, people that watch me, you know, tell me they watch me on their way to church. So they said, you know, I get the word and get a boost, and then I go to my church. And I thought, you know what? You go there and support them? And no, absolutely not. You go there, live there, or die there. And, uh, you know, so I just decided that I'm not reaching the people that I want to reach. So we're going to take that money. We're going to uh, place it towards spots where we yeah. buy. We're going to be buying literally thousands of commercials on, on TV platforms, both uh, reaching the Lima market all the way down the Dayton, everywhere in between. So uh, we're going to do it more as an outreach. We're, yeah. going, to, we're going to use we're this going to, to, get... to entice people to come to church, encourage people to come to church, explain right. the purpose behind our, our church and why we're do why we do what yes, we do and absolutely. encourage them to be a part of our church family. So yeah. uh, the TV broadcast will, you know, is something that has been very effective. We've, we, have, we have touched literally thousands of lives. Now, Peter Dosing Ministries puts out a program as well. We are going to continue that. What Pastor's saying is the service that you see basically from this building that we put on WLIO uh, in Lima uh, and then also on CW in Dayton, uh, we're going to discontinue that. Our last service will be March the 3rd. Yeah. That will be on TV. But be mindful of the monies that we apply towards a television uh, we're going to apply, start applying towards TV spots, radio spots, encourage people to get into our church. Right, right. And obviously, we're going to be using those monies as well. Social media, obviously, is a, is a massive opportunity here. Um, I believe uh, Facebook has 2.3 billion users right now. Uh, so we're talking almost a third of the world has Facebook. Uh, Instagram right now has surpassed a billion-plus users as well. So we're going to be going after the, uh, the social media crowd as well. Again, putting ads by their... Uh, you know, on, on their platforms as well, encourage them to click on it. Talks about Only Baptist Christian Center, why they need to be coming to church, why church should be important to them, and what we have to offer them as well. Okay. I didn't want you to turn on your TV on Sunday morning and me not be there and say, oh man, I wonder what's going on. Bad program. No, it's just time to change. Okay, Bob's got up. Yes, Bob. You know, Eric, the other way that people can give is through a direct takeout of the, your savings and your checking account That's on right. a monthly mm -hmm. basis too. Yeah. They, they need to understand they can do it that way, too. Sure, yep. sure. 
Yeah, we can. You can direct deposit or something of that nature. Uh, that's something. That's something certainly where we'd be able to, to assist. If you, if those that are interested in doing that, you can call the financial department. They can assist you with that. Uh, just call the church and probably ask for Regina. Uh, she'll help you out with that. Her extension is two three two. So, uh, for those watching via live stream, extension two three two. Call today. And, just kidding. Uh, we uh, but we have had we've had great great support we have. from our partners we have. and PDM. I'm, I mean major. Big well, we, we couldn't have done what we've done without it. No, no, we and know, I so. mean big figures. And there's, there, and there's, there's sometimes weeks that yep. we're praying and we still don't have the money coming in. And we're praying mm -hmm. and we're starting to pray a little harder. And then we're not eating yep. anymore for <laughs> a day or two or three or four or five or a week. Uh, because we're using our faith to believe God for the finances to come in. And, but yep. God never fails us. He always never fails. Uh, brings the monies yep. in. And um, we, we do what we're called to do. Yep, that's right. Amen. The Bible tells us going all the world, preach the gospel. And that's what we're commissioned to do. Yep, and uh, so, you know, we, we do thank all of our partners, and uh, but we've had some major, major big hitters step up and just bless the ministry and Amen. enables it to go on from year to year, and Amen. we always talked before I took that year sabbatical, I said, Eric, we're never going to reach our goal right. uh, if God doesn't do something for us, right. and so uh, after that, he, you know, uh, partners started coming up, yeah. and uh, but we also got this opportunity in Uganda, right? Which is a major. Well, major. I think the Bible tells us. Well, I don't think the Bible tells us when we're faithful and little, yep. He gives us more, right? Amen. So, as you know, and for those of you that uh, want more information about Peterosic Ministries or how you can support Peterosic Ministries, you can call me or call pretty much anybody on staff, but I'd be happy to give you a better understanding as far as the Crusades, where we're going, what the outreaches are, we're expecting as far as attendance, that kind of thing. But uh, thank you again, uh, yeah. again, because uh, we very much appreciate those, the prayers and the financial support. Peter Dosick Ministries does not take tithe. Correct. Uh, right. Does not right. Take if it, you attend another church, if you're watching via live stream, your tithe belongs in your home church. Yep. If you feel like Absolutely. giving above and beyond that to Peter yep. Ministries, we appreciate it, but your tithe belongs you in your home church. Amen. Yes. Sell your mother's teeth and we'll, we'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Yeah, one other thing I want to bring up is that some people have asked, does pastor get compensated through Peter Rosic Ministries? He gets zero. He gets zero. nothing out of Peter Rosic Ministries. Every dime that goes into that goes towards reaching more yes. souls. Amen. Not one dime. Okay, so uh, Kylan, you're going to lead us in some prayers tonight. You've got some people going to help us. So are our kids out here? All right. What we'd like to do is let's get our families together. That's why All we right. have the young people out here with us tonight. So young people, go find mom and dad. If you don't have a mom and dad, go with your friend, and you may have somebody adopted into your family tonight. So that's what we want to do. So young people, you guys get up. And congregation, we can stand up together. Yep. We're going to um, spend a few moments in corporate prayer tonight. We, we need to pray together. Amen. Yes. How many know Amen. that? We need to pray together. This is not uh, not just kind of a throw-in, but we got to spend time in prayer together. We want to practice things that we talk about. And without prayer, it doesn't matter what we do. It's not going to go anywhere. So, young people, if you can hustle up, yeah, I hope you can come down here with me. Uh, but we'd like you to kind of 
integrate some families too. So if you're here by yourself and you're not a team, teen, you know, look around. Let's get some different families together, okay? So if it's just maybe a, a, a couple, you know, maybe two or three couples can get together. But let's all just gather together with some different people. We don't want anybody by themselves, okay? So kind of look around, be proactive just for a minute, and kind of hook up with some different people. And we're just going to spend a couple moments in prayer together. So let's do that. So here's what we like to do. We're just going to, we want to just go through a couple different topics, two or three topics tonight, and we're going to pray together. And we're actually going to have somebody come up and lead in prayer for these things, but while we're, we're praying together. Okay, so first we just want to take time and pray for our families. Amen. So your, your family unit right here together, if your family's not here with you, pray for them. But let's just start to pray for our family. You can pray for one another. Take time just, just to speak out over each other and spend time praying over each other. But, but we got to learn to pray as a family. Amen. So let's just do that. And I'm going to have Pastor Phil in just a minute come up and close that session out with a prayer over families. Okay? Let's do that.